So what happens when you take an entire month off from your life, from your business, uh, from your work, your family, from your home, and you travel around the country? Well, you actually come back a changed person. Hey there, this is Zephyr Moses Blacksburg, and welcome to the fourth part of my One Year Later series. This is all about what happened in the last year for me and where the Year of Purpose originally started. I thought it would be important to take you guys back in time to really learn more about me because so often you're listening to an interview and you get tidbits of who I am, but I really want you to know uh, who I was when I started this adventure. So in this particular episode, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what it was like coming back from one month away uh, and what I did next because I went on again to do another trip. And just quick reminder, this episode is brought to you by my brand new book that is getting ready to come out soon. It is called Life Rescripted. Find your purpose and design your dream life before the curtains close. And I would love to get you a free copy. All you have to do is head on over to liferescriptedbook.com and that will be available to you as soon as the book launches. So head on over to that website today. Make sure you sign up, get your copy, and we will send it out to you once the book is live. My name is Zephan Moses Blacksburg, and welcome to the show. This is all raw, real, uncut, unedited, just one man and his mic giving you a little bit of my backstory. So in the last episode, uh, the last part of this series, the One Year Later series, first of all, if you have not listened to the first one through three, parts one through three, please, please go back and listen to them so this makes sense. All right, cool, awesome. Now that that's out of the way, I was on a full month-long trip in November, and I came back. I learned that you know I made $6,000 and my business wasn't gone. My friends actually were super excited because they had seen me post all over Facebook what I'd been doing. Everyone wanted to hear about it. They wanted to know how I did it. And if you are interested in learning how I did it, that's where you can listen to my episode about travel hacking. And that is in One Year Later Part 2. So you'll learn a little bit about travel hacking and how that all happened. Um, So I get home and the trick was let's figure out how to get all this work done because I've been bitten by the travel bug and I have to get out again. Uh, and the the smart thing to do was to just rearrange the schedule and look at where clients were booked and just try and get all the work done as quickly as possible at the earlier side of the month of December. And that's what I did. I, I rearranged, I, I talked to clients, I tried to schedule everything out and just cram it all into one And I remember I was working really down to the last minute before I left on my next trip to edit all the footage, get it back to my clients, uh, you know, get the payments coming in and uh, get ready to set up an email autoresponder to say, hey, I'm away on vacation. And I think that it was like during that time while I was getting those projects done, I was talking to my cousin and I said, you know, I really had a blast being on the road and he heard about all my stories and he was really just inspired to travel too. I had the travel bug. I wanted to get out of here and uh, I think he was ready for for it too. And being two single guys, no obligations to stay here, no one to really celebrate uh, the holidays with or New Year's, we decided on a road trip and I can picture it now. He was uh, sitting in his room on Google Maps trying to map out where we could go and how we could manage to do it because he was off work from uh, Christmas Eve to uh, basically the day after after New Year's. So I think we had somewhere around eight, eight and a half or nine days to make this whole trip. And we somehow pulled off a 3,000 mile nine day road trip. 
Uh, we started off in Baltimore and on Christmas Eve because we're Jewish, you know, we had nothing to do. We went to a Chinese food place. It's the only place that's open. Uh, he literally got home from work packed and we were out. We went to dinner and drove straight up to Pittsburgh for the night. And we spent Christmas Day in Pittsburgh. We got to ride up the little trolley car on the incline and, you know, really get a pretty sweet tour of Pittsburgh. And once we realized that nothing's open on Christmas Day, uh, which was kind of a poor choice to go somewhere that you really want to see on Christmas Day, uh, it was just about time to, to leave Pittsburgh. Um, so we we spent the first night in Pittsburgh. Uh, the next morning, we did our little you know walk around tour. And from there, we trekked it out through Ohio. And I think we really drove like all day until we got to we stopped in ohio i think for lunch or something and then we got to indianapolis and we got to stay with uh, a good friend of mine and her family and uh such amazing hospitality uh so suzanne if you're out there listening in you were awesome and i i can't express enough how grateful i am that you put both me and my cousin up for the night you even kicked your daughter out of the house so that i could have a bed to sleep in and uh so sorry to her for that but seriously that was absolutely amazing of you and thank you so much for doing that so we spent the night in avon indiana and uh from there the next morning we drove from Indiana down to, ooh, I think we did, we went to Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and yeah, so I believe we drove down to Louisville, Kentucky. And at one point we stopped in Nashville. And at one point, I think we stopped in Alabama later on. Uh, it's hard to remember all that, but spent some good time with the fraternity brother in Louisville, put us up for the night, took us around downtown Louisville, got to see the Louisville Slugger Museum, got to go in the batting cages. That was a good time. Ultimately, our halfway point for the trip, I say ultimately a lot. This is the problem with raw and uncut episodes. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. It's tired. It's it's tired. I'm tired. End of the day. Don't get to edit this, and uh, I end up sounding like a fool, but you know, this is the real me. Uh, I've been working all day at an amazing nonprofit, which I'll tell you about another time. But uh, so our halfway point was Florida. Uh, we did an Airbnb down there and uh, we, we found an amazing place to stay in Jacksonville, right on the water on Jack's Beach. Great place. Uh, we hiked like 10 miles because we came from cold, snowy Baltimore around Christmas time. And it's like 75 degrees and sunny on the beach. And just had a blast down there. And we stayed, or we we ate at this place. I wish I could remember it. I think it was called like the Blind Moose. We kept stopping at weird restaurants. We ate at a place called the the Silly Goose. And then this place was. I want to say it was like the Blind Moose or something. It was weird. Um, But (laughs) we just there's so many many clips of us fooling around. I think we ran into the police like four or five times just from like, you know, at one point we stopped on the side of a highway uh, going to Pittsburgh. It was super foggy out. They wanted to know like why we were stopped Uh, and silly stuff. Like at one point my car was uh, about to hit, um, you know, mileage. Everyone wants to get that like five, four, three, two, one or one, two, three, four, five number. And so we drove 18 times in circles around a big parking lot until we hit the number. And then a cop was curious why we did that. So that was a unique event to say the least. Um, 
so yeah, Jacksonville worked our way back up the coast and ultimately uh, stopped in Charleston, South Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia, drove through DC and back home to Baltimore. So nine days, 3,000 miles, and one trip that I will never forget. And this was really where the year of purpose was born. This was actually the exact moment I can picture the whole thing. Uh, We're coming home from the trip and we're driving through Washington, D.C. And my cousin turns to me in the car and he says, Ooh, we're going through D.C. Let's, let's, there's, I can get tickets to the spy museum. You know, I'll buy them on my phone. Let's go. And I'm like, dude, vacation's over. It's been nine days. We've been cooped up in this car for 3,000 miles. We've been eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches out of this cooler that we put into the back. It just, it was, you know, when you're like done, you're like ready to sleep in your own bed for once. And uh, so we, we finally pull back in our house. I walk in and having traveled, you know, for all of November and coming back in December, you really learn that your home is wherever you sleep at night and not necessarily your home home. And so it was super cool to see how your mind shifts in uh, starting to become comfortable with the uncomfortable and how that plays out into the rest of your life. It's a huge thing for entrepreneurship. I think it's a huge thing for life. Uh, There are constantly things going by that are going to make us uncomfortable. And the more that we can get used to that and be okay with that, the better off we're going to be as human beings. And we walk in, I'm not really unpacking, just kind of put my stuff down and hadn't really been on the internet for much. So went, turned on my computer, jumped on Facebook. And the first thing I see, mind you, this is New Year's Day. The first thing I see is an article from one of my friends, Chris. And the article says, 2015 to be a year of purpose for many people. And I thought, man, this was everything I've been thinking about in the car for the last five hours. I mean, I was thinking, I don't want to be that guy who, you know, makes a goal of losing 10 pounds. And then two weeks into the year, I'm not even going to the gym anymore. You know, I don't want to be that guy that that sets a goal and doesn't achieve it. And so I'm thinking about this concept of year of purpose. And I read through it and unfortunately it was a terrible article where they, you know, revealed their seven secrets to finding your purpose. It was just straight up awful. And I'm thinking, how can I lead a more meaningful and more purposeful life? You know, how can I make sure that each and every single day is my best day yet and every year is my best year yet? How can I make sure that I don't fail to reach these goals? And then I thought about it more and I remembered As a videographer and photographer, one of the biggest things I was taught was that you should look at where everyone else is and do the opposite. And so when I started photographing and shooting video for events, I would always be opposite the wedding photographer. I'd always be opposite anyone with a camera. And so I flipped the perspective on it. I said, what if we no longer have these little goals that make up our year, but we make the year the goal? And that is when the year of purpose was born. As I was sitting there, I thought about this concept, year of purpose. I am going to make sure that I vow and that I promise to myself that this year is going to be my best year yet. And as long as I do that, every other goal that I make is going to fall into place. Now, this isn't a cop-out. This isn't to say that you shouldn't make smaller goals. But as long as the one thing in the back of my head is that this year is my best year yet, then I know that my mission is accomplished. And so this is part four of the one year later series. 
I'm so happy that you've been able to join me for this journey because I wanted you to understand a little bit more about who I am as a person and to get some background on, you know, who the man is who's interviewing all these amazing entrepreneurs and people. So this is FM Moses Blacksburg. This is raw. This is real. This is uncut, unedited. This is the Year of Purpose podcast, and it has been brought to you by the Life Rescripted book. So this is my first book ever. I have never written a book before. And if you go right now to liferescriptedbook.com, you will be able to get a free copy when the book launches. A free digital copy right there. All you have to do is head on over to www.liferescriptedbook.com. And this rounds out the episode. And I just want to remind you again, you know, none of this would be possible if it wasn't for your support. I'm not asking for money. I'm not asking for anything. I do this, guys, strictly for you. All I want is just to have, if you enjoyed this episode, you know, feel free to share it, uh, like us, subscribe to us on iTunes and in the podcast store, leave us a review, leave us a rating. If you didn't like it, let me know. That's why I'm here. I want to give you guys what you want to hear. So thank you so much for listening in. This is Zephan, and I will see you next time.